What is up, my friends? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Coworking Weekly Show. As always, I'm your host, Alex Hillman, and can I just be honest with you? I really miss doing this show. Just having time to sit down and talk with you, to connect with you, is something that I truly miss. So I'm really looking forward to being able to get back into a groove. And over the next few weeks and months, we're going to be opening up a bunch of new things right here on the show. Some one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions, some excerpts from group coaching sessions in the Indie Hall Brain Trust, and stuff from our upcoming People at Work Summit. That's what I'm here to talk to you about today. Last year, for those of you who listened to the show and maybe even joined us for the summit, this was sort of a grand experiment. We wondered, could we create an online gathering, something that people didn't need to travel to, but could still feel that sense of togetherness, that connectedness with other people who are interested and care about and are working towards the same goals. Not just opening a co-working space, but building a thriving one, bringing people together, building stronger communities, helping people collaborate, and really understanding what makes people work together. We've set our dates. It's July 12th, 13th, and 14th. That's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and it's only part of the day, so you don't have to take an entire day off of work to participate this time. And again, it's happening entirely online. So anywhere you are, you don't need to get in an airplane, you don't need to book a hotel, you can participate in the People at Work Summit from anywhere you've got an internet connection. Today's episode is going to be a little bit of a sneak preview for you. You're going to get to hear from Adam and Sam, who you've heard from on this show before, and today they're going to be talking about some of the lessons that we learned last year and how that's informed changes for this year, and more importantly, who some of the speakers are going to be and why you should be excited to hear from them. Without further ado, I'm going to let Adam and Sam introduce this year's People at Work Summit to you. And if you're the kind of person who likes a discount, stick around to the end. I've got a special link just for you where you'll be able to go and get your tickets to the People at Work Summit and save 10%. So without further ado, here's Adam and Sam talking about People at Work Summit 2017 and what you should be looking forward to. Good gravy. The People at Work Summit is coming up fast. Like real <laughs> fast. Uh, we This year has flown by. <laughs> yeah, it really has. The People at Work Summit DOS is happening July 12th, 13th, and 14th. Each of those days we're going to be uh, hosting content from what, 10 in the morning until 2 p.m. And we'll have opportunities to talk in between. And I'm sure we'll have opportunities to continue conversations after each day, which is part of the reason why having it on separate days and making sure that we're recording this content. All of this content is recorded and available to share and rewatch and go back and dive back into. All of that is a really big deal. I think it's interesting because a lot of times we say about all kinds of different things at Indie Hall. We always talk about this is an experiment, this is an experiment, this yeah. is an experiment. <laughs> and I think the big experiment, well, the experiment for last year was, can we do this thing? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Uh, mostly because of the amazing people that joined us. Mm -hmm. The experiment this year is how much asynchronous communication will work. So that's going to be the fun, the fun game to play because... We love all of our international attendees that have already been emailing us about this year. Um, I'm so excited to talk to Timo, for example, because I'm going to give him a shout out again. Yeah. Um, so the fun is going to be figuring out ways to use Slack, to use the videos, to still hold conversations and still have interesting conversations without them necessarily having to happen right that second. Yeah. I think there's a ton of value in all of us being together in Slack and enjoying a speaker live as uh, he or she speaks and, and shares their wisdom. I also think it's equally valuable to be able to return to that 
and come to it with a different uh, uh, frame of mind. You know, I think, I think it'll also offer some peace of mind because even for folks in our time zone, even for folks that could potentially make 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. EST, that's three days with a good chunk of your day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that most of the folks that attend this conference are people that are really hustling, yes. that are working hard. Yeah. And so I've already seen a little bit of how it works in the Indie Hall Brain Trust, where we have members of the Brain Trust in the UK, the rest of Europe, in Bali even. Yes, there are conversations that happen very, very quickly. Um, and you can kind of catch up and, and fill in on there. But there's also lots of conversations that are, hey, does anybody do this thing? Mm-hmm. And then there's some pause, maybe a couple hours go by, and then somebody responds, someone else responds. It's really nice to have it as something that's there for you. And I'm really interested in how a conference is going to work as something that is there for you mm-hmm. when you need it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I can't make up my mind how I feel about anything immediately <laughs> after I view it for the first time. Yeah. I need time to soak in it. I saw Wonder Woman last year. Last year, goodness. Last week. A- and I've waffled on all of the emotions that I've put more pressure, more or less pressure on since I saw it. And, you know, Wonder Woman was entertainment. Having a conversation with someone about the career that I I involve myself in, the the work that I do, the uh, the importance of it, the philosophy of approaching it, the the tactical things that I can change, the habits that I can form, I need time. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> so I'm really excited about that. And the thing that we love the most is. Yes, the talks were awesome last year, and yes, they're going to be so awesome this year. But something to me that was almost more valuable is getting to hear what everybody thinks about it, playing with ideas, talking and sharing experience, saying, oh, my gosh, I really relate to this, or oh, my gosh, I've never even thought about this. So we purposely lighten the schedule so that there's more time to talk to each other. Um, I mean, we've both done so much prep for this summit for round two Mm -hmm. and so much of the time i've spent doing is going back and reading through all of our slack conversations during the day as well as during those slack chats leading up to the people at work summit last year and i'm just so excited because right now the slack is waiting it's waiting for everybody it's waiting for everyone to jump in and very soon they will yeah uh as soon as you register at this point you will be added in but oh man i can't wait for those conversations yeah they're so good i mean like not not to mention the things that i've written down that i get to use that are valuable that i can actually change my daily habits but oh man (laughs) it just feels good to connect with people so in in putting together a virtual summit we tried really hard last year to make sure we had time for the hallway, the hallway time at a conference when you bump into people. And it gives us more time to talk to our speakers. Yeah, um, yeah, that was that's something a big that, deal. That really bugged me last year was I would listen to a talk. I'd want to ask more questions or delve in a little bit deeper. But it'd be too late. And it'd be, you only have 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah But we've right. built in a good chunk of time to actually be able to get into those questions. Or if you don't have any questions, to just shoot the shit with some people because the beauty is everybody knows what you do. You don't have to explain what co-working is. And this goes for members as well. We have member attendees. That's also a valuable viewpoint you can offer when maybe you don't want to ask a question about something that's highly technical, but you do want to talk about, here's my experience. Here's some things I've noticed. Here's some feedback I've given. Yeah. But I don't want to take away from the speakers. You want to talk about some of these 
awesome speakers. I do, yeah, <laughs> actually. Um, the idea that we approached this initially with is to have three days, and each of those days sort of has a thematic spin on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think for the most part that's absolutely true, uh, that there are corollaries between the speakers on, on each day. But each day we have four speakers at, at least, uh, mm -hmm. with some time for some wild card stuff to happen in between. <laughs> and uh, one of the ones that I'm most excited to hear from all right, I'm going to start with two, actually. <laughs> I lied. Uh, okay, two that I'm most excited to, to hear from. One is from a member of Indie Hall, Sarah Persoon. This was certainly a revelation this, this past year with talking to Sarah and other parents, members of Indie Hall, who are independent entrepreneurs, who work their asses off just like everyone else, but they have a whole other job that I don't know nothing about. They're parents. That they're raising a family, not just their kids, but like the whole family together. And things to look out for, ways to support parents, you know, people who are literally bringing up another generation of people who will eventually join the workforce and continue what it is that we're doing here. That's the kind of long game that I don't think I've ever considered because I'm not a parent myself. And the cool thing about her talk, because we've been talking about it a lot, mm -hmm. is it is definitely about the long game. She makes the point that the children of the freelancers right now are going to be the people that take care of us when yeah. we're old. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be the people that are in government. <laughs> They're going to be the people that are, you know, taking over. Oh, it's so scary. Yeah. So you got to <laughs> take care of those people. Yeah. And the beauty is she also has a really great eye on the short term, on all of the blind spots that those of us, like, I mean, all of us running Indie Hall do not have children. So we have no idea. There are things that are so obvious, like, for example, a another member, but it falls in the same category, uh, once pointed out that some of the events we have, if there's no parking, he can't go. Mm -hmm. Even if it's family friendly, even if he can bring his kids, he's got to have somewhere to park the minivan. Yeah. And that was like, oh, of course. Of course. Yeah, exactly. So Sarah has a lot of awesome tips like really things you can do right now, things you can pay attention to right now that you can look forward to, as well as guide some how to talk to the people in your community and how to look forward and see how you can support these people. Yeah. The, the, the second person that I had in mind that I wanted to talk about uh, is also not all of them are, are denizens of Philadelphia, but this one is. <laughs> uh, Robert Perry is a, a longtime friend of Indy Hall, uh, a longtime friend of mine, and the owner-operator of a beloved bar in Philly called Tattooed Mom. And he has a really unique perspective on the third place. Not home, not work, but the third place where you spend time, where you gather, you get together with people that you care about, you learn, you enjoy yourself. He runs a bar, and that should be you know, extraordinary in its own right in that I don't know how people do that. That's just a, a, a crazy business. Uh, but South Street in Philadelphia is crowded with places to drink. And for Can some reason, honest? yeah, please. They suck. Yeah, most of them really suck. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't going to go there, but it, it's true. But it's absolutely doesn't. true. And his doesn't. His is it, and more than just not sucking. It's 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 a home to so many different creative communities people who are passionate and fiery and of all different ages and come from all different walks of life and they find themselves in this bar and they find themselves to be comfortable caring about one another and hosting events that they care about and it reminds me a lot of indie hall in that 
there's something I'm going to toot my own horn here. There's something that's special about this space, even though we're surrounded by so many different things that look kind of like it. So what is going on? How did he turn his bar, his business into a home, into this diverse cultural headquarters? And something that I, I want to point out now and tell me if this sounds familiar. I'm on Google and I'm looking at tattooed mom's search results. Now, Google has information about different venues and stores and whatnot. And on Google's website, on the front, it just says, relaxed hipster bar with food and drink. That could be anywhere. Right. But on the front page of Tattooed Mom's website, it says, Tattooed Mom is a melting pot of good people of every stripe. Doesn't say nothing about what you can drink there or what you can eat there. That's on a different page. The first thing that's on there. It talks about the type of person who finds themselves there. And that, that speaks to me. And I'm excited to have Robert tell us about his 10 years and being in this cutthroat industry and how he managed to not only stay successful, but to turn this, this business that's usually very transactional into something that people really give a shit about. I'm pumped. <laughs> I'll highlight two that I've been really excited. And actually, funnily enough, they both have a podcast together mm. called Sarah and Andrea Should Smile. So I'm going to give them a little prop oh, there, okay. which is about feminism in the improv world. That's good synergy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and then Sarah is a diversity expert, Sarah Carter, and she's also just a, a warm, wonderful, wonderful person. Both of them are. And she is going to be talking to us about building habits of inclusivity. I think a hot topic, I guess. I don't know exactly how to describe it, but something that has come up a lot, a lot, a lot in a lot of the co-working conversations I've had is hashtag co-working so white. Yeah, oh, <laughs> and, yeah absolutely. And, like, and I've had lots of conversations with women at Indie Hall, women in co-working in general. I've had lots of conversations about how do we get different viewpoints, different voices, mm. um, people that might not know that your community exists but you know that they could really contribute and benefit from being part of your community. Sure. That conversation has happened in all kinds of different areas, including with people all over the world. Mm -hmm. I've had that conversation. Mm -hmm. um, that makes it sound like I'm talking all over the place. It's just happened to be all over oh, the hey, world. Look, don't but sell it's, yourself it's short. It's on people's minds. Absolutely. So I'm really excited to offer a talk that, um, and a speaker who both is very thoughtful about this sort of thing, and uh, in her talk will be running an exercise i'm pretty sure we've we're still working out how exactly it's going to work but it'll be how do you look at some of the things that are happening that you might not notice more blind spots i love i love looking at blind spots yeah how do you acknowledge when something maybe didn't go as you intended and maybe has an outcome that is a problem for someone and yeah. you, of course you don't intend it mm -hmm. you're just trying to run a co-working space so we're gonna dive into that and i'm really excited because I think a lot of these conversations have left me with, well, what the heck do I do now? Yeah. Like I'm thinking about it and I want to talk about it. What do I do? Right. And I, I think this one is going to be one where, where if not knowing exactly what to do, you're going to have some little ways to start. The same way with um, Sarah Pershune's talk having little tips and tricks to start to notice things you might not notice before. Yeah, S Sarah's talk is... Sarah Carter's talk. Yeah, there's two Sarahs. Two Sorry, Sarahs. everyone. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sarah Carter's talk, I think, will be especially valuable in the sense that a lot of people desire to be more inclusive and aware 
a lot of people are trying to be that. A lot of people are using those words, whether or not they're trying to be that. And I'm, I'm eager to learn from Sarah in the sense that it, it seems to me that she has a lot of wonderful ways of creating small habits, little things that can change the way that you operate every day, just in a day. So rather than uh, step one, fix the world, well, how do I begin that? You know, it's, it's a lot smaller than that. It, it, there are things that you can take uh, just a step at a time. And that's valuable. Coworking's not going anywhere. We're, it, well, if we're going anywhere, we're, we're getting bigger and we're, we're going further. And it behooves us to be better at paying attention to the things that we don't know exist, the people that we aren't spending time with. So I, I can't wait to have Sarah Carter be a, a part of this event, not the least of which is just for me. I mean, like, I'm happy that we get to share it with everybody, but you know, I think... Oh, yeah, we're going to be learning, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to be taking copious I think notes. from all of them. Of course. And then Andrea's talk, Andrea is a radio DJ. I'll be totally honest. I think it is awesome that in the morning I can turn on my car radio and I can hear my friend announce a Rihanna song to me because <laughs> <laughs> right, they do right, play pop right, music. Right, right. I also know that she's very thoughtful mm -hmm. in a lot of the conversations we've had about her work. So the thing that's really interesting, and I realize it's meta to talk about this on a podcast, is her relationship with her listeners is unique mm -hmm. in that it is kind of one-sided. And that's why it's kind of meta to talk about it on a podcast, because no one's responding to us at <laughs> this moment on a podcast. <laughs> but I also have seen people find a lot of personal connection with Andrea. Mm. And for example, on Facebook, I think she took a couple of days off or she like got a root canal or so, I don't know, something. Mm. And so she wasn't on the air mm -hmm. and someone commented on her Facebook. My mom is worried about you. Are you okay? Oh goodness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, um, I mean, number one, she is okay. Sure. But number two, <laughs> I just was like, that is amazing. Mm. How do you have a one-sided relationship? How do you have a personal connection when maybe realistically you can't personally know 300 people really, really well, but you can make them feel heard, you can make them feel wanted, and you can make them feel comfortable? Mm -hmm. So that was something that we first started talking about. And then we turned into how do you make yourself someone that people can relate to because that's kind of the trick. And I, I don't want to give, you know, the whole thing away, but it's turned into this wonderful conversation about authenticity and really being happily and joyously yourself, warts and all. And that to me was like, oh yeah, that's coworking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think it that is the power of this summit of being able to look outside of our bubble for lack of a better term. And to see how other people in other industries, jobs and, and, and walks of life that have existed long before us and, and with us, how they operate, how they maximize the work that they do. So it, this, this event is going to be the proper sequel to last year. With uh, with instead of more CG and more characters and more Explosions. effects, it, no, we we really took a good long look at everything that was great about last year, all of the interactions that we had, all of the content, all of our speakers, and we found out how we could carve uh, a, a more focused, impactful time for us to spend together. It, it it almost feels like when I talk about it, it feels like it's a retreat, 
Yeah. Except it's this like virtual retreat that we get to go on together. Yeah. Lots of people that are ready to be vulnerable and learning and just be happy, vulnerable sponges with us. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> happy, Don't be a sponge with us. Sponges. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's also, I mean, I guess sponge is not really the right simile because the attendees are who make this summit. Mm -hmm. So now when you sign up for the People at Work Summit, you get an email from us saying, why'd you sign up? What do you want to learn? And we can go through and be like, oh, yeah, you're definitely going to tune into this one. Or, oh, maybe we don't have that. Maybe we make that a discussion session. Right. So I'm really excited that we both are more organized setting it up because now we know how to set it up. But also that we have the combination of being really, really flexible. Yeah, agreed. And we get to begin now. Next week, Friday, June 16th, our, I think we scheduled it for 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we'll have a, a one-hour pre-summit Slack chat. And following that, every Friday between uh, the 16th of June and when the event actually happens, we will have an opportunity to get together, to uh, talk about things that are interesting to us, to, to create conversations that we can carry with us into the event. So that way we're not all walking into a, a virtual space. No one knows one another. Someone's got to break the ice. Uh, we, we've built out this long runway for all of us to, to warm up and, and start having valuable conversations. And that goes a long way. And speaking of asynchronous stuff, those Slack chats, you can anytime hop in mm -hmm. and respond. You can create threads in Slack now, which is something we're really excited to play with. So rather than, oh, someone mentioned onboarding and I really want to talk about that. Oh, no, it's gone. It's gone because there's so much conversation happening. You can find that and start a thread on onboarding. Mm -hmm. While the conversation still continues, you can have a conversation separate but still part of that channel, still yeah. part of that thread. Right. Uh, almost like a like a fringed jacket of Ooh, all kinds okay. of threads coming off. I'm really oh, into yeah. some similes today. I'm feeling extra English majory. <laughs> Good, good. Yeah, yeah so uh, that, that fringe jacket belongs to everyone who signs up for the People at Work Summit. Uh, when you sign up, uh, we do give you that, that initial email that asks you a few questions about yourself and, and what you're excited for for the event. And then you walk right in into the Slack chat room. We get to spend time together ASAP. And that's, that is a good, good thing. <laughs> and that's... Um, Honestly, I think we're, we're getting to, what, like about half an hour of us just talking about the things that we're excited about. I would be interested in finding out what other people are interested in. What are you excited in. about? I want to know what you're, you're excited about, what you're hopeful for. This is something I do in my other podcasts all the time. Uh, send us a tweet. Find Indy Hall's Twitter account and hit us up. Just at Indy Hall, I-N-D-Y-H-A-L-L. -L. Let us know if you're coming to join us for the People at Work Summit. Are you uh, joining from far away? Where in the world are you? Uh, are you going to be there live while it's happening? Are you catching up later in the day, asynchronous? What speakers are you excited for? What do you want to know? But if you're interested in how the future of work is going to affect people, how freelance work is going to be affected, how you can have more of a community when you're working alone. Mm -hmm. This is a co-working centric summit, I guess, but it's... It, co-working is it's 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 a thing that everyone can be a part of whether or not you're a member of a co-working space or if you run a co-working space if you are interested in the work that you do or you want to make a change and you want to do work that's interesting to you 
and you like spending time with other people that you learn from and you can ask questions of and you can take a break with. If you are a human who likes to socialize and make money, then I feel like all of this stuff is relevant in some form. That's important. And that's it. It's going to be awesome. So check out our website, peopleatworksummit.com. Send us a tweet. Send us an email. We're team at peopleatworksummit.com. We're online all the time. Yeah. We should get back to work, though. Yeah. Debatable. So that's a little bit of a preview of what's coming up with the people at Work Summit on July 12th, 13th, and 14th. And if you want to grab your ticket and save 10%, you can go to peopleatworksummit.com slash podcast, and it'll take you to a special version of the page where you get 10% off your ticket. That's peopleatworksummit.com slash podcast. And you're going to want to do that today so you don't forget because on June 27th, the prices are going up to our last-minute ticket price. You don't want to wait till the last minute because it costs you more money. Get in today. Get your ticket now. You'll be able to join the pre-conference Slack. We're having those chats every Friday. Lots of, lots of, lots of value. Now, next week, we're going to have another episode, and it's going to be featuring a speaker from last year's People at Work Summit, the 2016 edition. Her name is Lydia Martin. She gave one of our best-reviewed talks of the entire conference about remote membership, virtual membership, something that I think a lot of people are curious about and how to grow their community for folks that can't physically make it to their co-working space. Lydia had some of the most actionable tips of the entire conference of how you can care for community members even when they're not in the room. That episode's next week, so if you're not already, subscribe to this show to make sure you get that episode right when it comes out. Oh, man, it feels so good to be back in the saddle with the Co-working Weekly Show. I'll see you at the People at Work Summit. I'll see you in Slack, and I hope you have an awesome week.